Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. We continue our Daniel series and this is part four. Today's story is called, Who is the Real King? This comes from Daniel chapter 4, verses 1 through 27. These stories will build upon themselves, so if you've missed the last few weeks, I'd highly recommend you go back and listen. Last week, we heard King Nebuchadnezzar lose his temper when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wouldn't bow down to his golden statue. These three men refused to disobey God by worshiping a statue instead of him. And God stayed with them, even in a scary situation. It sounded like King Nebuchadnezzar learned his lesson. Or did he? We will hear from him and Daniel today. Let's begin today's story. One day, King Nebuchadnezzar decided to write a letter. The pen glided on the crisp paper as he constructed this letter to be sent to people near and far, to nations and those who speak every language in all the world. The letter said, I wish you great wealth. The most High God had done great miracles and wonderful things for me, and I'm happy to tell you about these great things he has done. His miracles are mighty. Psst. Do you remember last week's miracle he saw? Of God saving Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fire? That was incredible. Let's continue. His kingdom, it continues forever. And his rule will continue for all of time. Okay, now listen. One day I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at my palace. And I was happy and I was successful. And I had this dream. It made me afraid. I was lying in my bed and I saw these pictures and these visions in my mind and they scared me. So I gave an order. All the wise men of Babylon were to be brought to me. And I hoped they could they could tell me what the dream meant, but oh, these men they didn't know. Finally, Daniel came to me. Listeners, I don't know why he didn't think of him in the first place. 
remember how Daniel had a gift? And he'd helped him with his dreams before. Now, I told Daniel my whole dream. This was his dream. As King Nebuchadnezzar was lying in bed, he saw a tree stretching up, up to the sky. This tall tree stood in the middle of the earth. Then the tree began to grow larger and stronger. Its bark stretched. Its branches reached higher and higher until its leaves touched the sky. The tree was now so tall that it could be seen from anywhere on earth. Wow! Rich greens, bright yellows, all sorts of colors painted the leaves that were attached to the branches full of yummy fruit. The tree was so bountiful that there was enough food for everyone. Not only did it provide juicy fruit, but it also gave shelter for the wild animals and the birds nested in its branches. Listeners, does this sound like a pleasant dream so far? Yes. I agree. But listen carefully, because you'll hear why his dream frightens him as it has a twist. Next, King Nebuchadnezzar said he saw a holy angel coming down from heaven. The angel said to cut down the tree and its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit all around. Let the animals that are under the tree run away and the birds that were in its branches to fly away. The angel said to let the stump and its roots stay in the ground and put a band of iron and bronze all the way around it. In his dream, the angel also said to let the man live among the animals and plants of the earth. This man, he would not think like a man any longer, but instead, he'd have the mind of an animal for seven years. The angel in his dream explained that this would all happen so that all the people would know that the Most High God rules over the kingdom of men. God gives those kingdoms to anyone he wants and chooses people to rule them who are not proud. And that, that was it. I, King Nebuchadnezzar, that was my dream. And I asked Daniel to tell you what the dream meant and for a bit. Daniel was, he was quiet. And then he spoke. Oh, King, I wish this dream was about your enemies, but it's not. It's about you. My King, you are the tree. 
You have become great and powerful. You are like a tall tree that touched the sky, and your power reaches to the far parts of this earth. This dream, it means that you will be forced away from the people to live among the wild animals. The people, king, they're, they're going to feed you grass like an ox, and dew from the sky will make you wet. Seven years, seven years will pass, and then you will learn this lesson. King Nebuchadnezzar leaned towards Daniel, not wanting to miss any of his words. King, you will learn that the Most High God is ruler over the kingdoms of men, not you. In the dream, the stump of the tree and its roots were to be left in the ground, which means your kingdom will be given back to you. Maybe King Nebuchadnezzar began to smile with some relief. Oh, thank goodness he would rule again. But please listen carefully. This will happen when you have learned that heaven rules your kingdom. So please accept my advice. I advise you to stop sinning and do what is right. Stop doing the wicked things and be kind to poor people. Then you might continue to be successful. Well, that is it for our story today. But before we go, let's think about what we just heard. Did the king have another dream? Yes. And who is the dream about? Him. Him. Exactly. Daniel explains that all of these things will happen to him to teach him a lesson. What was he supposed to learn? I'll give you options, and you answer out loud. Was he supposed to learn to plant more trees? No. No? Was he supposed to throw a big party for himself? No. No. Was he supposed to stop doing wicked things and be kind? Yes. Yes. And was he supposed to admit that God was the ultimate ruler of the kingdom and not him? Yes. Way to go. Over and over again, we've heard in our recent stories that King Nebuchadnezzar comes to see how loving and mighty God is through the miracles he's performed. Yet, as time goes by, the king returns to his old ways. We might hear the story and think King Nebuchadnezzar is silly for ever thinking that he is more powerful and important than God. But it's a good reminder for us. Because guess what silly thing we do? Sometimes we try to be our own kings and queens over our little kingdom. No, no, not like a king wearing a crown, living in a castle. I mean, 
we think our entire day should go how we want it to go, because we rule it, and it exists to make us happy and do what we say. Someone else wins the board game? Well, you must pitch a fit, because no one is supposed to beat you, king or queen. Now, isn't that silly? What if God wanted your little sister to win to encourage her? Or wanted you to lose to learn patience? Or wanted you to learn to have fun no matter who wins or loses? What if God, the loving king, was trying to teach you those things, but you clung so tightly to your own power, refusing to learn? Today's story can remind us that God is the ultimate ruler, not us. But boy, is that comforting to me, because God knows all, is all-powerful, He never changes, and I know He loves you and me. I'm glad to have Him ruling and reigning instead of me. Well, that's it for today's story. Make sure to tune in next week to hear if the king's dream comes true. Will he eat grass like an ox? Will he listen to Daniel's advice? Make sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss the continuation of our story. And, as always, bye for now.